welcome to Hi-Fi Lowbrow Radio. Today we're going to be enjoying some poetry for the B Generation. Jack Kerouac, Steve Allen, Zoot Sims, and Al Cohn. The first part consists of him reading from various texts. The titles include October in the Railroad Earth, Dead Belly, Charlie Parker, The Sounds of the Universe Coming in My Window, and One Mother. Enjoy. There was a little alley in San Francisco, back of the Southern Pacific Station at 3rd and Townsend, in red brick of drowsy, lazy afternoons with everybody at work in offices. In the air, you feel the impending rush of their commuter frenzy. As soon, they'll be charging en masse for market and sansom buildings on foot and in buses and all well-dressed through working man Frisco of walk-up truck drivers. And even the poor grime be marked Third Street of lost bums, even Negroes so hopeless and long left east and meanings of responsibility and try that now all they do is stand there spitting in the broken glass sometimes 50 in one afternoon against one wall at third and howard here's all these milbray and san carlos neat necktied producers and commuters of america and steel civilization rushing by with san francisco chronicles and green call bulletins not even enough time to be disdainful They've got to catch 130, 132, 134, 136, all the way up to 146 till the time of evening supper in homes of the railroad earth when high in the sky the magic stars ride above the following hot shot freight trains. It's all in California. It's all a sea. I swim out of it in afternoons of sun-hot meditation in my jeans with head on handkerchief on brakeman's lantern or, if not working, on book. I look up at blue sky of perfect lost purity and feel the warp of wood of old America beneath me. And I have insane conversations with Negroes in second-story windows above, and everything is pouring in. The switching moves of boxcars in that little alley, which is so much like the alleys of Lowell, and I hear far off in the sense of coming night that engine calling our mountains. But it was that beautiful cut of clouds I could always see above the little SP alley. Puffs floating by from Oakland, or the gate of Marin to the north, or San Jose south. The clarity of Cal to break your heart. It was the fantastic drowse and drum hum of lum mum afternoon, nothing to do. Old Frisco with end of land sadness. The people the alley full of trucks and cars of businesses nearabouts. Nobody knew or far from cared who I was all my life, 3,500 miles from birth all opened up and at last belonged to me in great America. And now it's night. 
in Third Street. The keen little neons and also yellow bulb lights of impossible to believe flops. The dark ruined shadows moving back of torn yellow shades like a degenerate China with no money. The cats in Annie's alley. The flop comes on, moans, rolls. The street is loaded with darkness. Blue sky above with stars hanging high over old hotel roofs and blowers of hotels moaning out dusts of interior. The grime inside the word in mouths is falling out tooth by tooth. The reading rooms tick-tock big clock with creak chair and slant boards and old faces looking up over rimless spectacles bought in some West Virginia or Florida or Liverpool, England pawn shop long before I was born. And across rains, they've come to the end of the land sadness, end of the world gladness. All your San Francisco will have to fall eventually and burn again. But I'm walking, and one night, a bum fell into the hole of the construction job where they're tearing a sewer by day. The husky Pacific and electric youths in torn jeans who work there often, I think of going up to some of them like, say, blonde ones with wild hair and torn shirts and they say, you ought to apply for the railroad. It's much easier work. You don't stand around the street all day and you get much more pay. But this bum fell in the hole. You saw his foot stick out. British MG, also driven by some eccentric, once backed into that hole. And as I came home from a long Saturday afternoon local, the Hollister, out of San Jose, miles away across virtuous fields of prune and juice joy, here's this British MG backed and legs up, wheels up into a pit and bums and cops standing right outside the coffee shop. It was the way they fenced it, but he never had the nerve to do it due to the fact that he had no money and nowhere to go and oh, his father was dead, and oh, his mother was dead, and oh, his sister was dead, and oh, his whereabout was dead, was dead. But and then at that time also, I used to lay in my room on long Saturday afternoons listening to Jumpin' George with my fifth toque, no tea, and just under the sheets laughed to hear the crazy music. Mama, he treats your daughter mean. Mama, Papa, don't you come in here, I'll kill you, etc getting high by myself in room glooms, and all wondrous knowing about the Negro, the essential American, out there, always finding his solace, his meaning in the Fellaheen street, and not an abstract morality. And even when he has a church, you see the pastor out front bowing to the ladies on the make. You hear his great vibrant voice on the Sunday afternoon sidewalk full of sexual vibratos, saying, why, yes, ma'am, but the gospel do say that man was born of woman's womb. <laughs> no, and so, by that time, I come crawling out of my warm sack and hit the street. When I see the railroad ain't gonna call me till 5 a.m. Sunday morning, probably, for a local out of Bay Shore. In fact, always for a local out of Bay Shore. And I go to the whale bar of all the wild bars in the world, the one and only Third and Howard. And there I go in and drink with the madmen, and if I get drunk, I get. The girl who come up to me in there one night, I was there with Al Buckle, said to me, You wanna play with me tonight, Jim? And I didn't think I, I didn't think I had enough money. And I told this to Charlie Lowe, and he laughed, said, how do you know she wanted money? Always take the chance that she might be out just for love, or just out for love. You know what I mean, don't be a sucker. She was a good-looking doll. And she said, how would you like to ooh you cool with me, mon? And I stood there like a jerk. In fact, bought drink, got drink drunk that night in the 299 Club. I was hit by the proprietor, the band breaking up the fight, before I had a chance to decide to hit him back, which I didn't want to do anyway. And out on the street, 
I tried to rush back in, but they had locked the door and were looking at me through the forbidden glass in the door with faces like undersea. I should have played with her shoo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-
And how sweet a story it is when you hear Charlie Parker tell it, either on records or at sessions, or at official bits and clubs, shots in the arm for the wallet. Gleefully, he whistled the perfect horn. Anyhow, it made no difference. Charlie Parker, forgive me. Forgive me for not answering your eyes. For not having made an indication of that which you can devise. Charlie Parker, pray for me. Pray for me and everybody in the nirvanas of your brain where you hide indulgent and huge. No longer Charlie Parker, with a secret unsayable name that carries with it merit not to be measured from here to up, down, east, or west. Charlie Parker, lay the bane off me and everybody. valley trees, the pines with green mint look, and there's a tangled eucalyptus hulk stick fallen through the late sunlight tangle of those needles, hanging from it like a live wire connecting it to the ground. Just below, the notches where little Fred sought to fell the sad pine, not bleeding much, just a lot of crystal sap the ants are mining in, motionless like cows on the grass, and so they must be aphids percolating up the steam, the store provender in their bottomless bellies that for all I know are bigger than the bellies of the universe beyond. The little tragic windy cottages on the high last cityward hill and today roosting in sun-hot dream above the tree head of seas and meadow patch whilst tiki-ki pearl the birdies and mamums mark and ululate moodily in this valley of peaceful firewood in stacks that make you think of Oregon in the morning in 1928 when Back was home on the range lake and his hunting knife threw away and went to sit among the ponderosa pines to think about love his girl's bare bodice like a fennel seed the navel in her milk bun Shorty McGonagall and Roger Nulty held up the Boston bank and murdered a girl in these old woods and next you saw the steely green iron photograph and true detective showing black blotches in the black blotch running culvert by the dirty roadside, not Oregon at all. Or Jim back so happy with his mouth, a blade of grass depending. Hummingbird hums hello, bugs race and swoop. Two ants hurry to catch up with lonely Joe. The tree above me is like a woman's thigh. Smooth eucalyptus bumps and muscle swells. I would I were a weed a week would leave. Why was the rat mixed up in the sun? Because Bodhidharma came from the west with dark eyebrows and China had a mountain wall and mists get lost above the Yangtze Gorge and this is a mysterious yak the bird makes yik. Wow, wow, what sings the dog blood blood blup below the homestead deer. Red robins with saffron scarlet or orange rud breasts make a racket in the dry dead car crashed tree Neil mentioned. He went off the road into eucalyptus and it's all busting out. 
indicating the prune blossoms. And Bodhidharma came from the India West to seek converts to his wall gazing. Ended up with Zen magic monks mopping each other and one and all and other in mud koan puddles to prove the crystal void. Wow. <laughs> I keep falling in love with my mother. I don't want to hurt her, of all people to hurt. Every time I see her, she's grown older. But her uniform always amazes me for its Dutch simplicity and the doll she is, the doll-like way she stands, bow-legged in my dreams, waiting to serve me. And I am only an Apache, smoking hashi in old Kabashi by the lamp. We're still here cooking. Now we're going to stretch into a long set. You'll be hearing Goofy at the Table, Bowery Blues, Abraham, Dave Brubeck, I had a slouch hat to one time, The Will of the Quivering Meat Conception, McDougal Street Blues, The Moon. Her Majesty, and finally, I'd rather be thin than famous. Steve Allen on the piano, Jack Kerouac, words. Goofing at the table. You just don't know. What don't I know? How good this ham and eggs is. If you had any idea whatsoever how good this is, then you would stop writing poetry and dig in. It's been so long since I've been hungry. It's like a miracle. Ah, boy, but them bacon and them egg. Mr. Beggar and Mrs. Davy. Looney and Crooney. I made a poem out of it. Haven't smoked loony and croony in a long time. Them eggs and them, them, their bacons, baby. If you only lay that down on a trumpet, lay that down solid, brother, about all them bacon and eggs. You gotta be able to lay it down solid. All that loony and fruony, frakens, akins, and begs. Lay it, all that be bobby, be buddy, I didn't. I could think so, be-bop, be-boppy. Looney and Junie. That's where they get kind of hysterical. Looney and Booney, Juner and Mooner, Moon, Spoon and June. Don't they call them catmen that lay it down with the trumpet? 
I call them them cat things. That's really cute, ain't it? William Carlos Williams. Cooper Union Cafeteria, late cold March afternoon, the street, 3rd Avenue, is cobbled, cold, desolate with trolley tracks. Some guy on the corner is waving his hand down, knowing somebody emphatically. And out of sight behind a black and white pillar, cold clowns in the moment horror of the world. A Puerto Rican kid with a green stick stooping to bat the sidewalk but changing his mind and halting on. Two new small trucks parked. The withery gray rose stone building across the street with its rhyme heights in the quiet winter sky. Inside are quiet workers by neon and tablatures practicing fanning lessons with the murderous marble. A yakking blonde with awful wide smile is macking her mouth lip talk to an old bodhisattva papa on the sidewalk. The tense quickness of her hard working words. Meanwhile, a funny bum with no sense tries to panhandle them and is waved away stumbling. He doesn't care about society, women embarrassed with paper bags on sidewalks. Unutterably sad, the broken winter shattered face of a man passing in the bleak ripple followed by a Russian boxer with an expression of Baltic lostness. Something grim and Slavic and so helplessly beyond my conditional ken or ability to evaluate and believe that I shudder as at the touch of cold stone to think of him. The sickened old awfulness of it like slats of wood wall in an old brewery truck. For I prophesy that the night will be bright with the gold of old in the inn within. Shin McIntario with no money, no bets, no health, falls on by pouring his inside coke, no hope of ever seeing Miami again since he lost his pickles on Orchard Street and his father stutel-fettered him to hospitals of gray bleak bone drying in the moon that mortifies his coat and words sing what mine brings. Bleeding bloody seamen of Indian England, battering in coats of Third Avenue, with no sense and their brows streaked with wine sop. Blood of obligate sad adventurers far from the pipe of Liverpool, the bean of bone, bottle liffy brown, far hung unseen top tippers of ocean wave. God bless and sing for them as I cannot. Cooper Union Blues, the Muzak is too sod. The gaiety of grave candidates makes my gut weep and my brains are awash down the side of the blue-orange table as little sneery, snurfling Puerto Rican hero bats by booming his coat pocket, fisting to the vicinity where mortuary waits for bait. What kind of service do broken garrels give? Oh, have pity, bodhisattva of intellectual radiance. Save the world from her eyebrows of beautiful illusion, hope, Oh, hope, 
Oh, nope. Oh, Pope. Abraham, drinking water by the tents, pacing up and down the soft sand under the stars, worrying about villages, wondering if your vision was real or just a foolish importunity in your mind, yet moving on in the morning anyway with the rattle of pack asses. Abraham, the dew is in your beard. Abraham, my eyes are open. You are weird. Abraham, they've brought you. Your rooftops are mended. Your women bend no more their heads under the sleepy tent flap. And goats don't you and cry no more in the sing-song tent village night. Abraham, I didn't write this right. New York Club wishes to announce the opening of new sessions and new fields, Daddy-O, Dave Brubeck's The Swingingist, and I wish to say farewell to Al Smith. Hello, Dave. slouch hat too one time the old slouch hat I just keep walking around and he keeps walking around with me around and around that necktie counter we went when it rained I wore my old slouch hat it was a good felt that I uh, had to carry through many rainy days late fall and early spring perhaps it was a rainy day and the house dick might have saw my hat each tie on that ring worth six bucks. Brooks Brothers, 60 bucks worth of ties. Slacks with peculiarities. I couldn't even find a pair of slacks I thought it was suitable to wear. Wrapped one pair around me and pinned it in with a safety pin. <laughs> Pulled up my trousers and went out and looked at myself in the mirror. Oh no, those won't do, and I walked out. Wrapped the slacks around my waist. Took two other pair, went to the mirror, threw them at the salesman. No, those won't do. Good afternoon, and walked out. The slouch hat I got at Harvard Club, Yale Club, Princeton Club, or one of the other Dartmouth Club, University Club. Always barred the Yacht Club, because it was a little over my kin. Because the doorman knew that only Mr. Astor, Mr. Vanderbilt, Mr. Whitney belonged. He couldn't say, good morning, Mr. Astor, because he knew I wasn't Mr. Astor. I always figured a way to heal into those other clubs. Not only a member of who's who, but a who's who also have to be a member of who's who in New York in the special clique of who's. <laughs> I get in the athletic club many times. 
And I'd go up in the billiard room, and I would wander back around the room, hands and back, and every coat rack I backed up against the field for the wallet. One day I walked out of there with ten wallets. Bellboy looking me over. Pretty soon a very dignified looking gentleman come up and buzzed the bellboy. He says, who? And I says, man told me his name while we're drinking at the bar and told me to meet him in this billiard room at the athletic club. I don't see him, so I best I better go. Well, tell me about the old slouch hat. Oh, one of my numerous trips to one of the numerous clubs in New York City. The hat finally was left in the hotel, which I had to leave rather hardly one night, never to return. So the hat was given to the cast-offs of the hotel, which they collect and rummage cells. May now be worn by one of the members of Skid Row, New York City, the Bowery. I seen that hat by moonlight. Yeah. I had a pointed mustache, and I mean pointed, half inch from here. Double-breasted vest and a derby hat and striped trousers. English shoes, black, very pointed. They were Hannah shoes. People on Broadway turn and look at me. The worst is yet to come. I had a paint knee with a long black ribbon to my buttonhole. And I wore a carnation, white or red. Boy, did I look like something. A year later, I got caught. I was dressed differently and everything. But boy, that mustache and that pince necks was really out of this world. I used that outfit six months. Finally had to pack it in because it was too well worn. Pincenay was in a coat I stole. Mustache I grew in the sanitarium while taking one of my numerous drug cures. My mother had come to see me. She says, oh no, cut it off. I'm just having a little fun, mother. Took it on the lamb and went to Canada. Late at night, I'm full of morphine and I come down full of goofballs too. This guy had ventriloquist doll, and he gave out this Texas Guinan routine. Hello, sucker. We like your money as well as anybody else's. As a matter of fact, the bigger you roll, the more we take you. He used to get everybody interested with the doll and cut out silhouettes, put stripes in your tie. Wound up in his room, gave him a shot of morphine. Out on the highway, I thumbed a ride into Buffalo, and I put the bum on the guy for something to eat. He said, eat in my drugstore. So we went in the back and he had corn on the cob and boiled potatoes. Say, fella, I always hear people talk about morphine. What's it look like? He shows me. He had a key, a cabinet. He had bottles of hundreds, quarter grains, half grains, pentapon, dilated, everything. As soon as he tended the customers, I emptied the bottles. Got out of there pretty quick, bought a safety pin in Buffalo and took a shot in the toilet. Come out and saw a fella shaving, his coat hanging there. Hung my own coat and gave his coat a brush in my hand, felt his wallet, washed my hands, went out and took off with the wallet. So I started out on a shoplifting campaign in Buffalo. It was about 1910. Wasn't very experienced at it. Started out with a top coat and sold it in the taxi cab stand. Next day I decided to get myself some suits and I went up and I had a suit box and I walked about and put the suit box in one of the dressing rooms, looked and fooled in the mirror, went out and I hawked those two. Next day, like a damn fool, Go out to the same store, but I got a newspaper instead of a suit box. Thought I'd try a new routine. Two guys kind of watching me. I went in and wrapped myself up two suits, went in the elevator. Bottom gentleman tapped me on the arm. Will you come with me, please? And the county jail, they ate breakfast. You got oatmeal with one spoonful of molasses. For lunch, stew, mostly bones, graveyard stew. 
and for supper, dinner at night, beans, and you couldn't smoke. turns in the void, expelling human beings, pigs, turtles, frogs, insects, nits, mice, lice, lizards, rats, grown racing horses, poxy, bucolic, pig ticks, horrible, unnameable lice of vultures, murderous, attacking dog armies of Africa, Rhinos roaming in the jungle, vast boars, and huge, gigantic bull elephants, rams, eagles, condors, pones, and porcupines, and pills. All the endless conception of living beings, gnashing everywhere in consciousness, throughout the ten directions of space, Occupying all the quarters in and out, from supermicroscopic no-bug to huge galaxy light-year bowel illuminating the sky of one mind. Poor. I wish I was free of that slaving meat wheel, safe in heaven dead. foolish human parade passing on Sunday art streets of Greenwich Village. Pitiful drawings of, an, of images on an iron fence ranged there by self-believing artists with no hair and black berets showing green seas eating at rock and pleiades of time, pestiferating at moon squid salt flat tip fly toe tat sand traps with cigar-smoking interests puffing at the stroll. I mean sincerely, naive sailors buying prints. <laughs> Women with red banjos on their handbags. And arts handy, crafty, slow-shuffling artists of Washington Square passing in what they think is a happy June afternoon. Good God, the sorrow! They don't even listen to me when I try to tell them they will die. They say, of course I know I'll die. Why should you mention it now? Why should I worry about it? It'll happen, it'll happen now. I want a good time. Excuse me. It's a beautiful, happy June afternoon. I want to walk in. Why are you so tragic and gloomy? And on the corner at the pony stables on 6th Avenue and 4th, 
sits Bodhisattva meditating in hobo rags, praying at Joe Gould's chair for the emancipation of the shufflers passing by. Immovable in meditation, he offers his hand and feet to the passers-by, and nobody believes that there's nothing to believe in. Listen to me. There is no sidewalk art show. No strollers are there. No poem here. No June afternoon of O, but only imagelessness. Fence of bald artists with black berets passing by one moment less than this is future nothingness already. The chess men are silent, assembling ready for funny war. Voices of Washington Square blues rise to my bodhisattva poem window. I will describe them. Itki salusu fruptrut, etc. No need. No words to describe the sound of ignorance. This is the sound of ignorance. They are strolling to their death, watching the pictures of hell, eating ice cream of ignorance on wood sticks that were once sincere in trees. But I can't write poetry, just prose. I mean, this is prose, not poetry. But I want to be sincere. Magic bee, big sad face of infinity. An illuminated clay ball manifesting many gentlemanly remarks. She kicks a star, clouds foregather in scimitar shape to round her cradle out, upside down any old time. You can also let the moon fool you with imaginary orange balls of blazing imaginary light in fright. As eyeballs, hurt and foregathered, wink to the wince of the seeing of a little sprightly ote, which projects spikes of light out the round, smooth blue balloon, ball full of mountains and moons, deep as the ocean, high as the moon, low as the lowliest river lagoon, fish in the tar and pull in the spar. Billy the Bud and Hanshan Emperor and all wall moon gazers since Daniel McCree, Yates Sea. Gaze at the moon ocean marking the face. In some cases, the moon is you. In any case, the moon. I'd rather be thin than famous. I don't want to be fat. And a woman throws me out of bed calling me Gordo. And every time I bend to pick up my suspenders from the Davenport floor, I explode loud, huge grunto and disgust everyone in the familio. I'd rather be thin than famous, but I'm fat. Haste that in your Broadway show.
We're still here. We're waiting for you. We're going to go for some more readings by Jack Kerouac on the Beat Generation. Titles include The Beat Generation, Poems, Fragments, Lucy and Midnight, The Sounds of the Universe in My Window, Part 1, Lucy and Midnight, The Sounds of the Universe in My Window, Part 2, and finally, Fantasy, The Early History of Bebop. Now it's jazz. The place is roaring. All beautiful girls in there. One mad brunette at the bar, drunk with her boys. One strange chick I remember from somewhere, wearing a simple skirt with pockets, her hands in there. Short haircut, slouched, talking to everybody. Up and down the stairs they come. The bartenders are the regular band of Jack and the heavenly drummer who looks up in the sky with blue eyes, with a beard. He's wailing beer caps of bottles and jamming at the cash register and everything is going to the beat. It's the beat generation. It's Bayat. It's the beat to keep, it's the beat of the heart. It's being beat and down in the world and like old time lowdown. And like in ancient civilizations, the slave boatmen rowing galleys to a beat and servants spinning pottery to a beat. The faces, there's no face to compare with Jack Mingers who's up on the bandstand now with a colored trumpeter who outblows him wild and dizzy but Jack's face overlooking all the heads and smoke. He has a face that looks like everybody you've ever known and seen on the street in your time. Sweet face, hard to describe. Sad eyes, cruel lips, expectant gleam, swaying to the beat, tall, majestical, waiting in front of the drugstore. A face like Hunky's in New York. Hunky, whom you'll see on Times Square, somnolent and alert, sad, sweet, dark, holy, just out of jail, martyred, tortured by sidewalks, starved for sex and companionship, open to anything, ready to introduce a new world with a shrug, the colored big tenor with the big tone is blowing Sonny Stitz clear out of Kansas City roadhouses. Clear, heavy, somewhat dull and unmusical ideas which nevertheless never leave the music. Always there, always far out. The harmony too complicated for the motley bums of music understanding in there. But the musicians here. The drummer is a sensational 12-year-old Negro boy who's not allowed to drink, but can play. Tremendous, a little lithe, childlike Miles Davis kid like early Fats Navarro fans you used to see in Espan Harlem, hep, small. He thunders at the drums with a beat which is described to me by a near-standing connoisseur with beret as a fabulous beat. On piano is Blondie Bill, good enough to drive any group. Now Jack Minger blows out and over his head with these angels from Fillmore. I dig him. Now he's terrific. I just stand in the outside hall against the wall, no beer necessary, with collections of in-and-out listeners with Bernie, and now here returns Bob Berman who was a kid from West Indies who barged into my party six months earlier with Dean and the gang, and I had a Chet Baker record on, and we hoofed it at each other in the room. Tremendous. The perfect grace of his dancing, casual, like Joe Lewis, casually hoofing. He comes now in dancing like that, glad. Everybody looks everywhere. It's a jazz joint and beat generation mad trick. You see someone, hi. Then you look away elsewhere for something, someone else. It's all insane. Then you look back, you look away around. Everything is coming in from everywhere in the sound of the jazz. Hi! Hey! Bang! The little drummer takes a solo, reaching his young hands all over traps and kettles and cymbals and foot pedal boom in a fantastic crash of sound. Twelve years old. What will happen?
San Francisco, San Francisco, you're a muttering bum in a brown beat suit. Can't make a woman on a rainy corner. Broken plastic coverlets flapping in the rain to cover newspapers all printed up in plain. Guys with big pockets and heavy top coats and slit scar, headbands down the middle of their hair, all Bruce Barton combed, Stan surveying Harrison, Folsom and the ramp, and the red brick clock, wishing they had a woman with some money, honey. Westinghouse elevators are full of pretty girls with classy cans and cute pans and long slim legs and eyes for the boss at a quarter of four. Old age is an Indian with gray hair and a cane in an old coat tapping along the rainy street to see the pretty oranges and the stores on his big day when the dogs let out. Praised be man, he is existing in milk and living in lilies, and his violin music takes place in milk and creamy emptiness. Praised be the unfolded inside petal flesh of tenderest thought. Petrels on the follying wave valleys idly sing themselves asleep. Praised be delusion, the ripple. Praised be the holy ocean of eternity. Praised be I, writing, dead already and dead again. Dipped in ancid inkle, the flammed of Tim, the Anglo-Oglo-Saxon maneuvers of old poetos. Praised be wood, it is milk. Praised be honey at the source. Praised be the embrace of soft sleep, the valor of angels and valleys of hell on earth below. Praised be the non-ending. Praised be the lights of earth, man. Praised be the watchers. Praised be my fellow man for dwelling in milk. And you know, in the ocean, there's a very sad turtle. Even though the SS mainline fishing ship is reeling in the merit like mad, swims long-mouthed and sad, looking for the impossible except once afternoon when the yoke, oh, the old booty yoke, set a-floatin', is in the water where the turtle raises his be-watery snop to the sea, and the yoke yokes the turtle of eternity. Tell me, O oh, bhikkhus, what are the chances of such a happening? For the turtle is old and the yoke free and the seven oceans bigger than any we see in this tiny party. Chances are slender. In a million, million, billion coties of eons and incalculables, yes, the turtle will set that yoke free. But till then, harder yet are the chances for a man to be reborn a man in this karma earth. Friday afternoon in the universe, in all directions, in and out, you got your men, women, dogs, children, horses, pones, ticks, perts, parts, pans, pools, pauls, pails, parturiences, and petty thieveries that turn into heavenly Buddha. I know, boy, what's I talking about, because I made the world, and when I made it, I no lie had a Lucian Midnight for my name and concocted up a world so nothing you had forever thereafter make believe it's real. Well, that's all right, because now everything will be all right, and we'll soothe the forever boys and girls, and before we're through, 
will find a name for this darn golden eternity and tell a story too. And but you ever read a story as vast as this that begins Friday afternoon with working men on scaffolds painting white paint? And ants merling in little black dens? And microbes warring in your kidney? And mesaruli's microbing in the innards of mercury? And microbe microbes dreaming of the ultimate microbehood? Which then ultimates outward to the endless vast empty atom which is this imaginary universe? Ending nowhere? Never even born as Banquet well polled when he ferried his mother over the rocks to twat UT and people visit his hut to inquire, What other planet features this? And he answers, What other planet? Though the sounds of the entire world are now swimming through this window from Mrs. McCartiola's Twando and old Pokes home drunk again, and of course you hear the cats wailing in the whale bar, wild bar, watt fence, moonlight, midnight, Lucian, Dolophine, immensity visions of the Tatagata seat of purity and womb. And so that here is all this infinite immaterial meadow-like golden ash swim swarming in our enlightened brains and the silence shifallying in our endless ear and still we refuse naked and blank to hear what the who, the who, to what you will say the diamond boat and persipine, recipine, milltown, heroine and fac matches the silver ages everlasting swarm swallowing in a simple broom and at night you raise the square white light from your ghost beneath the root-drinking tree, and coyote won't hear you, but you'll ward off the inexistent devils just to pass the time away, and meanwhile it's timeless to the ends of the last light year. It might as well be getting late Friday afternoon where we start so's old sound can come home when work's a done and drink his beer and tweak his children's eyes. Oh, he was quite racy. Real estate queen. Europe and Niles, for pleasure. Stomp, stomp, absolute rays making noise. I can write about them, but I can't punctuate them. Then he said, comma, comma, comma. That skinny guy with black hair. Atlian rage. In India in the last year, he's getting even, ignoring all common publications, and getting Urdu nothing Sanskrit by Sir Yak, 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 40-page thing Norfolk. Let's all get drunk. I want to take pictures. Don't miss with Mrs. Lately and trust picture picture pithy lisp. That's an artistic kit for sex. Trying to think of a rule in Sanskrit, mama Sanskrit sounding obviously twins coming in here. Meltown, Equinel, Myopa, Pate, Watacha, Pimana, Kawaya. You get sticky ring weekends. And wash the tub, bub. I'll be gentle like a lamb in the Bible. Beautiful color, your lipstick. Thanks, honey. Got a match, Max? Taxi crabs and murder cycles. Let's go to Trilling and ask him. I gotta wash my conduct. Don't worry about nothing. I love Allen Ginsberg. Let that be recorded in heaven's unchangeable heart. Either way, rapples. Call up uh, so-and-so. Who's that? Sui Delia. And there came the picture of Ang Bong the Bila. Wait, wait for something. The bee slime. Then the ants will crawl over bee land. Ants in bands wailing neath my bloody owl pants, owler pants, ta-da-ba-di. He thinks I'm competitive in the long, pleasant souse of wishing all of ye bleed, stay, meditation, everybody, martini, destroy my black. Alan, you better voice the stare. This beer, these room sandwiches. Where did you get these? Big, greasy socialists. Are you gonna conk, Alan? Mighty tall in the saddle. Anybody got a sigi-boo? The moon is a piece of tea. Under the empty blue sky, vertebrate zoology. Bop began with jazz, but one afternoon somewhere on a sidewalk, maybe 1939, 1940, Dizzy Gillespie or Charlie Parker or Thelonious Monk 
was walking down past a men's clothing store on 42nd Street or South Main in L.A., and from the loudspeaker they suddenly heard a wild, impossible mistake in jazz that could only have been heard inside their own imaginary head, and that is a new art, bop. The name derives from an accident. America was named after an Italian explorer, not after an Indian king. Lionel Hampton had made a record called Hey Bob Rebop, and everybody yelled it, and it was when Lionel would jump in the audience and wail his saxophone at everybody with sweat claps, jumping fools in the aisles, the drummer vastly booming and belaboring on the stage as the whole theater rocked. Sung by Helen Humes, it was a popular record and sold many copies around 1945 or 46. First everyone looked around, then it happened. Bop happened. The bird flew in. Mines went in. On the streets, thousands of new type hepcats in red shirts and some goatees and strange queer-looking cowboys from the west with boots and belts. And the girls began to disappear from the street somehow. You uh, no longer saw, as in the 30s, the wrangler walking with his doll in the honky-tonk. Now he was alone. Rebop, bop, came into being because the girls were leaving the guys and going off to be middle-class models or something. And Dizzy or Charlie or Thelonious was walking down the street, heard a noise, a sound, half Lester Young, half raw rainy fog that has that chest-shivering excitement of shack or track or empty lot, the sudden vast tiger head on the wood fence, rainy no-school Saturday morning dump yards, hey, and rushed off dancing. On the piano that night, Thelonious introduced the wooden off-key note to everybody's warm-up notes. Minton's Playhouse, evening starts, jam hours later, 10 p.m., colored bar and hotel next door, one or two white visitors, some from Columbia, some from nowhere, some from ships, some from Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, some from Europe. The strange note makes the trumpeter of the band lift an eyebrow. Dizzy is surprised for the first time that day. He puts the trumpet to lips and blows a wet blur. Hee-hee-ha! <laughs> laughs Charlie Parker, bending down to slap his ankle. He puts his alto to his mouth and says, Didn't I tell you? With jazz of notes. Talking eloquent like great poets of foreign languages, singing in foreign countries with lyres by seas. And no one understands because the language isn't alive in the land yet. Bop is the language from America's inevitable Africa. Going has sounded like gong. Africa is the name of the flu and kickbeat off to one side. The sudden squeak uninhibited that screams muffled at any moment from Dizzy Gillespie's trumpet. Do anything you want. Drawing the tune aside along another improvisation bridge with a reach-out tear of claws, like why be subtle and false. The band of 10 p.m. Mintons swings into action. Bird Parker, who's only 18 years old, has a crew cut of Africa, looks impossible, has perfect eyes and composures of a king when suddenly you stop and look at him in the subway and you can't believe that Bop is here to stay or modern music, call it what you will, that it is real, and that Negroes in America are just like us. We must look at them understanding the exact racial counterpart of what the man is, and figure it with histories and lost kings of immemorial tribes and jungle and fellaheen town, and otherwise, and the sad mutts sleeping on old porches and big Edenburg woods, where just 90 years ago, old Roost come running calling Maw, through the fence, he'd just deserted the Confederate army and was running home for Pone and flies on watermelon porches and educated judges in horn-rimmed glasses reading the Amsterdam news. And the band realized the goof of life that had made them 
be not only misplaced in the white nation, but misnoticed for what they really were. And the goof they felt stirring and springing in their bellies, suddenly Dizzy spats his lips tight drummed together and drives a high screeching fantastic clear note that has everybody in the joint look up. And Bird, lips hanging dully to hear, is turning slowly in a circle waiting for Diz to swim through the wave of the tune in a toneless complicated wave of his own grim-like factories. And they tonal at any minute, and the logic of the mad. The sock in his belly is sweet, the rock zonga monga bang. In white-creamed afternoons of blue, Bird had leaned back dreamily in eternity as Dizzy outlined to him the importance of becoming Muslims in order to give a solid basis of race to their ceremony. Make that rug swing, mother. When you say race, bow your head and close your eyes. And give them a religion, no Uncle Tom Baptist. Make them wearers of skull caps of respectable minarets in actual New York picking hashi dates from their teeth. Give them new names with zonga sounds. Make it weird. Thelonious, he was so weird, he wandered the twilight streets of Harlem in winter with no hat on his hair, sweating, blowing fog. In his head he heard it all ringing. Often he heard whole choruses by Lester, or Bird, or Dizzy, or Bags. There was a strange English kid hanging around Minton's who stumbled along the sidewalk hearing Lester in his head. Hours of hundreds of developing choruses in regular beat all day, so in the subway no dissonance could crash against unalterable choruses and implacable bars. He erected in mind's foundation jazz. Now the tune they were playing was all the things you are. They slowed it down and dragged behind it a half-tempo dinosaur proportions. Changed the placing of the note in the middle of the harmony to an outer, more precarious position, where also its sense of not belonging was enhanced by the general atonality produced with everyone exteriorizing the tune's harmony. The clonk of the millennial piano like anvils in Petrograd. Blow, said Diz, and Charlie Parker came in for a solo with a squeaky, innocent cry. Monk punched, anguished, nub fingers crawling at the keyboard to tear up foundations and guts of jazz from the big master box. To make Charlie Parker hear his cry and sigh to jar the orchestra into vibrations, to elicit gloom from the doom of the, the black piano. He stared down wild-eyed at his keys like a matador at the bull's head. Groan, drunken figures shaded in the weaving background, tottering. The boys didn't care, because on cold corners they stood three backs to one another, facing all the winds, bent, lips don't care, miserable, cold, and broke, waiting like witch doctors, saying... Everything belongs to me because I am poor. Like 12th century monks high in winter belfries of the Gothic organ, they wild-eyed were listening to their own wild sound, which was heralding a new age of music that would eventually require symphonies, schools, centuries of technique, declines and falls of master ripe styles, the Dixieland of Louis Armstrong 16 in New Orleans and the Big Pops Forest, Jim in the white shirt wailing at a big scarred base in raunchy Nongri, New Orleans, on South Rampart Street, famous for parades in Old Perdido Street. All that was mud in the river, Mississippi, pasts of 1910 gold rings, derby hats of workers. Soon enough it would leap and fill the gay twenties like champagne in a glass, pop, and crawl up to the thirties with tired Rudy Valleys lamenting what Louis had laughed in the twenties transoceanic jazz. Sick and tired early Ethel Mermans and old beat bedsprings creaking in that stormy weather blues when people lay in bed all day and moaned and had it good. 
The world of the United States was tired of being poor and low and gloomy in a line. Swing erupted as the Depression began to crack. It was the year marijuana was made illegal, 1937. Young teenagers took to the first restraint, the second, the third. Some still wandered on hobo trains. Lost boys of the 30s numbered in the hundreds of thousands. Salvation armies put up full houses every night, and some were 10 years old. Teenagers alienated from their parents who have suddenly returned to work and for good to get rid of that damn old mud of the river and tear the rose vine off the porch and paint the porch white and cut the trees down, castrate the hedges, burn the leaves, build a wire fence, get up an antenna, listen. The alienated teenager in the 20th century finally ripe, gone wild, modern to be rich and prosperous, no more just around the corner, became the hepcat, the jitterbug, and smoked the new law weed. World War II gave everybody two pats of butter in the morning on a service tray, including your sister. Up from tired, degrading swing, wondering what had happened between 37 and 45, and because the army'd worked it, canned it, played it to the boys in North Africa, enraged it into Piccadilly bars, and the Andrews sisters put the corn on the can, swing with its heroes died. And Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and Thelonious Monk, who were hustled through the chow lines, came back remembering old goofs, and tried it again, and zop. Dizzy screamed, Charlie squealed, Monk crashed, the drummer kicked, the bass question mark plunked, and off they wailed on salt peanuts, jumping like mad monkeys in the gray new air. Hey, pork pie, pork pie, hey, pork pie. Skiddle, stoop, sop dee up, sop dee They came to their own, they jumped, they had jazz and took it in their hands and saw its history, vicissitudes, and developments, and turned it to their weighty use and heavily carried it clanking like posts across the enormity of a new world philosophy, and a new strange and crazy grace came over them. Fell from the air free. They saw pity in the whole of heaven, hell in their hearts. Billy Holiday had rocks in their heart. Lester droopy pork pied hung his horn and blew bop lazy ideas inside jazz at everybody dreaming. Miles Davis leaning against the piano, fingering his trumpet with a cigarette hand working, making raw iron sound like wood speaking in long sentences like Marcel Proust. Hey, Jim. And the stud comes swinging down the street and says he's real bent, and he is down, and he has a twisted face. He works, he wails, he bops, he bangs. This man who was sent, stoned and stabbed, is now down, bent, and stretched out. He is home at last. His music is here to say. His history has washed over us. His imperialistic kingdoms are coming. Hello. Blues and haikus. Jack Kerouac reading his American haikus. Hard-hearted old farmer. And the last hotel and some Dharma. In my medicine cabinet, the winter fly has died of old age. Well, here I am, 2 p.m. What day is it?
The tree looks like a dog barking at heaven. Prayer beads on the holy book, my knees are cold. In the morning frost, the cats step slowly. No telegram today, only more leaves fell. of the Gandharvas is full of aging young couples. Early morning yellow flowers, thinking about the drunkards of Mexico. National scene, late afternoon sun in those trees. Nightfall, boy smashing dandelions with a stick. Holding up my purring cat to the moon, I sighed. August moon. Oh, I got a boil on my thigh. Drunk as a hoot owl, writing letters by thunderstorm. All day long, wearing a hat that wasn't on my head. young girls running up the library steps with shorts on. Crossing the football field, coming home from work, the lonely businessman.
useless, useless, heavy rain driving into the sea. After the shower, among the drenched roses, the bird thrashing in the bath. The little worm lowers itself from the roof by a self-shat thread. Snap your finger. Stop the world. Rain falls harder. Nightfall. Too dark to read the page. Too cold. In my medicine cabinet, the winter fly has died of old age. Following each other, my cats stop when it thunders. Spring evening, the two 18-year-old sisters. The postman is late. The toilet window is shining. Wash hung out by moonlight, Friday night in May. Empty baseball field, a robin hops along the bench. Blackbird. No! Bluebird! Branch, still jumping. My rumpled couch, the lady's voice next door. The bottoms of my shoes are clean from walking in the rain.
Bee, why are you staring at me? I'm not a flower. The barn swimming in a sea of wind-blown leaves. Glowworm sleeping on this flower. Your light's on. Spring night, a leaf falling from my chimney. Hard-hearted old farmer Hiding his wine in the cellar In New England When he goes out He wears earmuffs He has a double-bitted axe Sharp enough to shave chick Old baby He's hard can be his people his people are buried in the same cemetery which is located under the doorstep where the boy couldn't get through from the tomb I can see the blank wall. I can see the silhouette in the window. He's talking. I'm not interested in what he's talking about. 
I'm only interested in the fact that it's the last hotel. The last hotel. Ghosts in my bed. Goats are bled. The last hotel. Self cracks, the sword rusts, the swordsman falls sighing in the fault sour sea. The world and everything in it, one vast body seen and hassled by sentient embodied thinking, bearers of mind, which is the manifestation of the tranquil and eternal radiant bright essence. Mind of perfect purity beyond all body, neither light nor eyes alone reveal. Moveless mind sees motion, yin, shape, shadow, clock. Changeless mind sees change. Reflections, particles of dust. Oh, it's a return to the original mind. Return those shoes to the shoemaker. Return this hand to my father. This pillow to the pillow maker. Those slippers to the shop. And that wainscot to the carpenter. But my mind, my tranquil and eternal mind, Return it to whom? Still have Zeus Sims, and we still have Al Cohen doing their thing. 
And that'll end our set. I'm going to leave you with all saying goodbye at the conclusion of his reading. Enjoy. I would like them to play behind me while I'm reading. Oh, sure. Can, they, can you hear me while, while they're playing? I see the backs of old men rolling slowly into black stores. Line-faced, mustached black men with army-weathered brown hats stomp on by with bags of burlap and rue, talking to secret companions with long hair in the sidewalk on 3rd Street, San Francisco, with the rain of exhaust plicking in the mist you see in black store doors, petting trucks, plopping, <laughs> vastly city. Third Street, Market, to lease has a washed down tile entrance once white now caked with gum of a hundred thousand feet of passers who didn't go straight on bending to flap the time pap page on back with smoke emanating from their noses but slowly like old lantern jawed junkmen hurrying with the lump wondrous potato bag through the avenues of sunshine came bending the spit and shuffled a while there. The rooftop of the beat-up tenement on 3rd and Harrison has Belfast painted black on yellow on the side. The old Frisco wood is shown with weather-beaten rainboards and a washed-out blue bottle once painted for wild commercial reasons by an excited Seltzerite, as firemen came last afternoon and raised the ladder to a fruitless fire that was not there. So is Belfast singing in this time when brands forgotten, taste washed in, rain the gullies broadened, everybody gone, the acrobats of the tenement who dug Belfast, divers all, and the divers all dove. Ah, little girls make shadows on the sidewalk shorter than the shadow of death in this town. Fat girls in red coats with flat white out shoes, harried Mexican laborers become respectable in San Francisco carrying newspapers of culture burden and packages of need 
Walk sadly reluctant to work in dawn, stalking with not cat in the field of their stride, touching to hide the sidewalk. Black shiny last night, polished shoes hidden slippery with hard slicky heels to slide and fall, but wet karak! Kids with thick lips and black skin carry paper bags meaninglessly. Don't bother the cat! His mother yelled at him yesterday, and now he goes to work down Third Street in the milky dawn, piano rolling over the hill to the tune of the English fifers and some white of mine. Bric-a-brac, pliers on your back, mic-mac, kidneys in your back, bald boo, oranges and you, lick-lock, the red-faced cock. Oi, yow! Yawns to la la la. Milum. The weary gray hat, peacoat, exhaler, marining meekly, hands a poopa pocket, face lips. Oh, Mosi. The long, fat, yellow eternity cream of the Third Street bus roof, swimming like a monosyllabic, armored mosasaur, swimming in my primordial window pane of pain. <laughs> Alas, the kid is worried, his pops astray, what to say to well-dressed ambassadors from death's truth, pimp-like, rich, in the morning slick, or sad white caps of snowy seamen in San Francisco gray streets, arm-waving to walk the Harrison Cross and earn later sunset purple. Just dig that sad old bum. No money. Presuming to hit the store and buy his cube of oleo for eight cents. So in cheap rooms at AM 3.30, he can cough and groan in a white tile sink by his bed, which is used to run water in and stagger to in the reel of wake-up middle-of-the-night flophouse nightmares. His death no blacker than mine. His toast just as well buttered and on one side. telling what's on the mind of the bony character in plaid work coat and glasses carrying lunch, stalking and bouncing slowly to his job. Or the beauteous Indian girl hurrying stately into marathon grocery run by Greeks to buy bananas for her love night. What's she thinking? Her lips are like cherries. Her cheeks just purse them out. All the more to kiss them and suck their juices out. A young woman flees an old man, Mohammedan prophesy. And she got avocados anyway. The furtive girl, 
looks over her shoulder while unlocking the door of the tenement of her man, who with big Negro, Arkansas, or East Texas oil fields, Harriet Truman hats, been standing there on the street all day, waiting for the cold girl, bending in thin coat in the wind. And Sunday afternoon drizzle, step on it and get some bread. But Papa's got to get some sleep tonight, and the Chinaman's on his bed. No hunger and no whittles neither, dearie, said the crone to Edwin Drood. Okay, there'll be an answer, forthcoming, when the morning wind ceases shaking the man's collar, when there's no starch in it, and Acme beer runs flowing into dry gray hats, when, dearie, the pennies in the palm multiply as you watch. When whistlers stop scowling, smokers stop sighing, watches stop looking, and women stop walking and worrying coats. When gray beards grow no more, and pain don't take you by surprise, and bedposts creak in rhythm not at morn, and dry man's bones are not pushed by angry meaning pelvic propelled legs of reason to a place you hate. Then I'll go lay my crowned body on the heads of three men hurrying and laughing in the wrong direction, my idol. automaton sounding like a machine through the stop keyhole. Young men go fast and old men. Old men are passionately breathless. Young men breathe inwardly. Young men and old women wait or wail. Cause there was a sound of slapping when the angel stole come and the angel that had lost lay back satisfied. Hungry, adult, red face with tight clutch, traditional time, briefcase in his paw, prowls placking the pavement to his office girl's rumpled skirt at five. Five o'clock shadows. Angrily, I must insist, that phony Negro sea captain with a battered coat who looks like Charlie Chaplin, in a movie about now, filmed in the air by crews of raving, rabid angels drooling happily among the funny, fat cherubim, leading that serious, hard-jawed, sincere Negro stud in at morn for a round of crimes, is Lucifer the Fraud. Besides, little girls worry too much, but no one will hurt them except the beast whom they'd knife in another life. 
in the as well east as west of Bethlehem and do of it much. Rhetorical Third Street, grasping at racket, groans and stinky. I have no time to dally hassle in your heart's house. It's too gray, I'm too cold. I want to go to Golden. That's my home. I came a wearying from eastern hills. Yonder Nabatake recessit. The eastward to Aurora Rose. Somewhere west of Idalia. Or east of Rusted Falls. One. Lost a black-haired woman with thin feet and red bag hanging. Used to walk down Arapaho Street in Denver and make all the cabbies cry. And drugstore ponies eating pool and remsack sob. To see so lovely all the time and all so nice and young. Sure, pause Ford got lost in the depression. He drove over the divide and forgot to cleave the road, instead put atomic energy in his machine and flew to find the gory clouds of rocky torment far away. And he fished him out of Miner's Creek, more dead than Henry, and a whole lot fonder, partner. Clack of the wheels, my freight train blues. Third Street I seed and knowed. And under ramps I writ the poems of the punk who met the Fagin who told him punk when walking with me to roll a sleeping drunk. Don't wish you was back at home in your mother's parlor and when the cops come a blasting with loaded 45s. Don't ask for gold or silver for my purse. It's milk and hassle will be strewn and scattered in the sand by an old bean can and dried up kegs we'd have sat and jot on. Roll my bones in the mortuary. My terms and deeds of mortgagery and death and taxes all wrapped up.